This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and today, let's just jump right into the show. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app slash landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. Biden administration looks to reduce home prices with housing supply action plan by Dave Meyer. Last week, the Biden administration unveiled the housing supply action plan, HSAP, a new proposal that aims to make homeownership and renting more affordable. The median home price in the United States has risen nearly 47 percent since April 2019, and rents have increased by over 21 percent over the same period, according to BiggerPockets' internal data. There are a lot of elements to this proposal, but together they aim to increase housing affordability by reducing the housing shortage in the country. Each piece generally falls into one of four categories. Zoning reforms, financing, owner occupancy, and cost controls. The plan, if enacted, would pay for such proposals with a combination of existing funding, largely taken from the bipartisan infrastructure bill passed last year, as well as Department of Transportation budgets. Plus, new spending proposals. Estimates of the size of the housing shortage vary depending on the source. On the lower end, Moody's Analytics says... It's about 1.5 million units. On the other end of the spectrum, the National Association of Realtors estimates it's about 5.5 million. Regardless of which estimate you look at, a housing shortage is a problem. First and foremost, it creates a situation where many Americans find it increasingly difficult to find a place to live, and existing housing units go up in price, straining budgets. It's simple economics. If supply cannot meet demand, prices will rise. This dynamic has played a significant role in the rapid property value increases over the last several years. Of course, 
Many other factors have recently pushed up prices, such as super low interest rates, demographic demand shifts, inflation, and low inventory. But the lack of supply is one of the long-term trends impacting the housing market since before the pandemic and is poised to continue to impact the housing market for years to come. As a country, there simply has not been sufficient building since the Great Recession. This proposal aims to correct that. While none of these proposals have gone into effect and many more details are needed to understand the impact fully, we can examine the information we have so far. Zoning reforms. Zoning in many areas restricts the building of high-density developments. Think of places where only single-family homes can be built, where height restrictions exist, or municipalities that prevent the construction of accessory dwelling units, ADUs. Any real estate developer or builder is likely very familiar with many of these restrictions that make it difficult to build a bunch of units quickly. Proposals in the Housing Supply Action Plan aim to reward municipalities that reform their zoning and land use laws to encourage more building and higher density. As an example, some independent analysis by the Urban Institute suggests that these types of reforms, along with the improved financing proposed in the HSAP, could lead to the construction of 1 million additional ADUs in the next five years. ADUs are an attractive option to boost residential density as it allows homeowners and smaller investors the chance to add units at relatively low costs with relatively less permitting and risk. Financial Reforms There are many federal programs that can help fund new housing, but the programs are disparate and difficult to navigate. The HSAP imagines streamlining these programs to make it easier to build affordable housing. Specifically, one proposal calls for $25 billion to be distributed to state and local governments to create up to 500,000 housing units designed to meet the local community's needs. Additionally, the proposal aims to finance the building of 800,000 new rental units for low-income tenants, and expand financing access for building ADUs. Owner Occupants Recent data shows that investors, mainly institutional investors, have accounted for an increasing share of home purchases. To help owner occupants, the plan will instruct the Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, to sell their inventory of properties, which is estimated to be about 125,000 units, to would-be owner-occupants rather than investors. Currently, investors can buy HUD homes if no owner-occupant bids are accepted. Cost Controls Amid the backdrop of high inflation, the HSAP is looking to curtail the skyrocketing prices faced by builders and developers. The first part of the plan calls for partnerships with the private sector to improve supply chain efficiency and eliminate any disruptions resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic. The cost control proposal will promote the construction of modular and manufactured homes, which have become far more cost-effective in the last several years and could help to bring the average cost of building a new single-family home or small multifamily down in the coming years. Conclusion At this point, the HSAP is just a proposal. Many elements of the plan will likely change before implementation, if implemented at all. Even if these policies move forward, 
None of them offer a quick fix. The plan is likely to evolve over the coming months and could take years for full implementation. The main takeaway is that there is a concerted effort in the White House to address the housing supply issue and improve affordability. All right, another Thursday episode done and dusted. If you're getting something out of this, please let us know. The best way to do that is to leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us improve the show, and five-star ratings help us climb the charts and reach more people with this valuable information. Thanks for doing that, and I'll see you tomorrow right here in the same place.